It's too late with Alan Mosley. Guys, welcome back for another episode of It's Too Late. I am your host, Alan Mosley, joined as always by the number one producer in Blake, in Blake, in Blake Knight. Blake Knight. And the number one producer in Blake Knight. It's, oh my God, what happened to your face, Blake? Rolled hide. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to make our zero fans from Alabama upset <laughs> by saying that. Are you sure about that? Blake, what Does happened? Roll tide? Did you get into a fight? You've got a rough family over for Christmas, huh? Yeah, I think I got in a fight with a pastry. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, that's bad. Well, I, dude, I, you can't even notice it. Yeah. Really? You can't even notice it. I stick my tongue so kind of like. Uh, well, uh, we can notice it now. That's no, if we could if we could refrain from the tongue action on the program, <laughs> that would be great. It's a face only a mother can love, right? So, guys, we're we're back from our from our Christmas hiatus. I mean, it's really only one week, so we we don't do an episode the week of Thanksgiving, right? And we don't do an episode the week of Christmas, but we do an episode every other week of the year. Yeah, And so the good news is, is that now you can expect a new episode every week. Right. The bad news for us is, is that like, just, you can file it away into the back of your mind. Uh Our next week off is Thanksgiving. Yeah. (laughs) Of next year. Yeah. (laughs) But that's okay. The way things have been going, there's plenty to talk about. There's plenty to talk about. You know, I, I got some messages of concern from some folks oh, did you? over over Christmas. Of I concern. did. Because some people know that I actually, so Anakin and I live in South Nashville. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you you could say that I got my Christmas started off with a bang <laughs> is one way of putting yeah, it. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> um, so I, I had some people, I had some messages of concern, some people saying, hey, w- was that near you? Was that bombing yeah. in Nashville? Was that near you? Could you hear it? Like, yeah. did you, did you, did you hear it? Did you hear sirens, all that stuff? And so I did hear sirens. Okay. I didn't hear a bang. You didn't hear the boom. But I had some, of course, in, in some of our closer, you know, intimate uh, friends like Mike Meharry, who yeah. asked, who asked me just simply, why are you blowing crap up? That, that was his question. So I, I can answer that. It's a totally honest mistake. So what happened was, is that overnight I went all around Nashville stealing everyone's presents. Okay. And I don't have a giant sleigh and a red sack. So I just put it all in an RV and then apparently like, you know how it is, there's a battery situation and someone's electronic and the battery ruptures and it turned into this whole big thing. And long story short, I think I'm going to be in Guantanamo Bay for next Christmas. That's <laughs> Or you're just the Grinch. I'm just kidding. I know. Don't. If you're listening, FBI, it wasn't me. I know. I know. And of course, I know they're thinking, well, that's exactly what you would say. <laughs> if it's. No, they've, you know, dude, they've already swept it all under the rug. I know. It's dude, already gone. Yeah, it's over. And it's, did you notice that? Yeah. So I, in a snap of the fingers, man, I saw some people making the parallels of remember the shooting in Vegas. Uh Like we covered that a couple of weeks on the show here. So there was the shooting in Vegas where allegedly that one crazy poker player guy was up on like the 50th floor and he, he goes in there with a ton of rifles and crap and he's just mowing people down. But you know, the thing was, is that so first of all, and granted eyewitness accounts aren't necessarily like that doesn't necessarily mean more accurate. Like there's always studies that show that what people think they see and hear. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, and, but there was a lot of accounts of people disputing 
what the media was saying right. that there that there was sh- multiple shooters or shooting coming from multiple directions yeah. or that the direct you know that the elevation wasn't right, right. Um, or that you know this guy like what motivation does this guy like th- like there's no uh, there's no motive like yeah. there's you know like if you're just like basic private eye 101 uh-huh. you're looking at like like uh, motive and opportunity yeah. and all yeah. that stuff. And you're like, well, just a, a lot of this stuff doesn't add up. And then you might recall there was the whole thing where they had his house cornered off. Yeah. But then there was a break in into his house uh-huh. and, and like his computers and stuff were stolen. Fancy that, right? Oh, yeah. And then like his brother went to the press and was saying this is all BS. Uh-huh. And then allegedly they found kitty porn on his like, wouldn't yeah. you know, they just yeah. so happened to find that on the brother Yeah. and then he goes away and then, but then it all goes away, right? Yeah. Like it's not, it's, I haven't heard about any updates in the news about that. No investigation into the motivations of why, like yep. it's just gone. Yeah. It's been memory hold. Yep. And that's totally what has already happened with the Nashville bombing. That's right. With this one, it didn't even, it wasn't even like it was two weeks later yeah. it got memory. It was, it was memory hold like that night. <laughs> I know, 24 hours, it's over. And, and I saw some people complaining that like Trump didn't make any public statements about it, which I don't really care. Like yeah. whether a president does or doesn't acknowledge something uh-huh. is totally irrelevant to my right. life. But, but he didn't. And then not 24 hours later, it wasn't really in the news anymore. Um, and yeah, and so they're, they're, so they're claiming that the guy, this Anthony whatever guy, yeah. he, he apparently did it. Uh-huh. And they're saying, I guess they're saying it was a suicide, right? Yeah. And that, right. and he died in the explosion yeah. and it's like, all right, that's it. you know, nothing to yep. see here. Yep. But it's like, who does that though? Yeah. Who, who Wants to commit suicide and then decides the way I'm going to do it is I'm going to get in an RV, load it with explosives, drive down to second Avenue, Uh just, just so happened to be right in front of the AT&T location where they've got all the, all the tech stuff Uh and like the hub for all the, the, the text and the wire, the data and, and how that there's some there's, there's, there's ties to the NSA and Uh, ties to all this. And that just so happens to be where the bombing is. Yeah. Oh no. And, but, but all of that is purely a coincidence because dude just wanted to off himself. Yeah. You know what the problem is? What's that? The problem is, is he could have saved himself a lot of hassle Mm -hmm. and could have saved all the conspiracy theorists out there a lot of tinfoil if he had just gone to euthanasia.com to get the information he needs to make the right choice. Yeah. Yeah. If he'd been watching this show and gone there, Uh then we wouldn't be sitting here talking about there being a bombing on Christmas morning in in my town. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. You know, uh, I'm 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 glad you sold that RV, boss. I wish you hadn't brought that up at all. See, I made a joke about it being me, but then I said it wasn't me, and now you're kind of leading audiences back to me, and I I think you're just out to replace me. I'm I'm redundant already, and it's going to be it's too late with Blake Osborne. That's what's. <laughs> oh, it would be too late. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna have to get that you're gonna uh, have yeah. to get that cap though before you. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, 
I'll ask you really quick before we take sure. the break. So did you, did you have a, a socially distanced 10 person only Christmas or did you say, I'm going to do whatever I want? Uh, I did whatever I wanted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Had family over and everything. And guess what? Nobody got sick, hurt or into any trouble. I'll tell you what I did. What? I did exactly what I wanted, which is nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I didn't do anything. <laughs> I promise I'm not actually that big of a Grinch. It's more than I, it's not that I'm a Grinch specifically yeah. for Christmas. I'm a Grinch 365 days a year. Oh, and so <laughs> me and Anika didn't do anything. Well, like she went and saw her mom and okay. then came back okay. and then we ate cookies. Oh, well, eating cookies is doing something. What? Yeah, but cookies, you mean man? they weren't Christmas cookies though. They oh, were well, just they were just chocolate chip cookies. Like they well, weren't not sad. It, they weren't like little Christmas trees and what this is chocolate chip cookies, dude. That's so I said, I said, I said, we're going to take just a second. I uh-huh. just wanted to get a question about Christmas okay. in there. And then we were going to go to the commercial break because we go. were right on time. Okay. The, the show, there was yep. a good flow well, and it's mentioned cookies. It's ruined now. Okay. Well, it's okay. ruined now. Very good. So let's take a commercial break. We'll be right back after this. Don't go away. If you're enjoying tonight's show, consider supporting the program by becoming a member of our Patreon. That's over at patreon.com slash Alan Mosley. Hey, uh, hey Blake. Yeah. What time is it? It's time for... The oh. waiter the waiter says, Your steaks are very rare. Me. Wow, that is rare. <laughs> Republicans who cut spending. So you know, in our in our in our thing now where we try to make it relevant to the segment of the new segment of the show. So we're gonna talk about the stimulus bill uh-huh. a little bit later. You know, believe it or not, one of our most viewed episodes yeah. from 2020, because this this is kind of like our New Year's episode, like sure, it's the yeah. last episode. Yeah. It's not right on New Year's uh-huh. Eve or New Year's Day, it's but the it's the last one of 2020. It's the last one yeah. of 20. So this is like our New Year's spectacular. Yeah. There you go, our hindsight. So it's not like we have a whole episode built around looking at 2020. Right. It's it's we're we're moving on, yeah, but it's over. With that said, yes. One of our most watched episodes of this last year was the episode we did back early in the year about uh-huh. the last stimulus bill right. and all the pork and stuff that was in it. Oh yeah. And wouldn't you know, we couldn't get out of 2020. Here we are, last week of the year, <laughs> and we got another stimulus bill loaded uh-huh. with pork, and That's we're going to talk about it too. So that's what we're going to do later in the show, but you, you might be shocked to learn that it was a bipartisan effort to rack up another trillion dollars in debt, right? So, uh, let's answer some viewer mail. It's good. good. All right. We actually have, we actually have too much. So you know how it goes is we had, we had too much viewer mail and I had said, we're going to have to start being pickier (laughs) because we have too much. And then we went through like a month long stretch where Facebook just totally shadow banned our page and we had like no viewer mail. And I actually put out a tweet that Uh said, we might have to kill viewer mail because we just don't have any reach. And now we're back to having way too much. Oh, good. 
Yeah. But see, it's better to have a lot, a plethora, the plate mm-hmm. that overfloweth, than not enough. Yes. All right. Andrew Avery writes, Dear Alan and Blake, if you were the invisible man, what manner of shenanigans would you inflict upon mankind? Um, okay. Why? Well, I, I don't know. Like, like there's something sinister about that question. There definitely is. I'm like afraid to answer that one. Like, like that's, that's Funny wishful thinking stuff. by Andrew, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, getting rich. So like, you know, kind of like, it's kind of like a superpower question. Yeah, like if yeah. you had the superpower of invisibility, right. what would, what you, would do? you do? Um, yeah, I mean, crime. <laughs> Just in general. Just crime. <laughs> Just general crime. Yeah. Nothing specific. Mayhem. I, it's kind of like the Joker where he says, yeah. you know, this, this town needs a better class of criminal. Like if I was the invisible man, I would be like top shelf criminal. So you'd be a classy invisible man. Well, I'd be a criminal invisible man, <laughs> but I would, but you'd still be classy, but I, no, well, a higher class of higher criminal. Class. It's not classy. Class it's a higher class, class of criminal. Well, there you go. So I can't you'd be an invisible man with a top hat. I feel like you're only half watching the show this week. <laughs> you're, it's not that you're not watching the show at all, but you just hear a few words out the side of your no, head no, and no. you respond to, yeah. I think just so. Just in my imagination, you know, I, I feel like, you know, if I was the invisible man, I would be getting rich. Uh, Andrew also, by the way, because he can't help himself, he says, will the media's traditional New Year's review of the year just passed be nothing but 2020 hindsight? Really? Um, yes. Yeah. Not sure. Why not? I mean, I guess. I mean... Yeah, yes. that, that joke's everywhere. It's, it's- I'm going to I'm going to start like I'm going to start like showing my social displeasure towards bad puns okay. by by just giving the simple yes and no answers. There you go. Whereas if I talk about it, I must have liked it. Yeah. So for that one. Yes. Good. Uh, Mary Lynn Willemowski, Liberty Late Night, asked Dear Alan and Blake, do either of you make New Year resolutions? Blake, do you have any New Year resolutions? No, just survive. Good God. You make that sound like you're having some kind of medical emergency situation. I mean, I guess technically, I mean, you kind of are, but that's not life-threatening. Do you know how many hours I'm going to have to spend to get that fixed? How many? I mean, it's... it's, Not to mention money. Lord. Well... I mean, if they I would just got dental insurance, <laughs> so you guys are going to have to go to patreon.com slash Alan Mosley. Um, we also, by the way, we got our website up that has yeah. PayPal and all that stuff on it's it. So good. So Alan So go there, click yep. on support, type yep. in nine, 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 and your credit card information yep. and hit enter yep. so that Blake can have a new face. Yep. Uh, Lal Dario asks, dear Alan and Blake. Is now a bad time for me to release my single? If you can hear this message, evacuate now. <laughs> so, okay. So that's another thing too, is that like people, like it's, it's just, it's too tidy. Like they're trying to sell people that this is legit. Like, right. well, it was a, it was a suicidal guy, but he didn't want to hurt anybody else. So he went way out of his way to construct like a PA to have a speaker blaring. Yeah. Of, you know, with like a recorded message, dude, people who want to kill themselves, they just, they just kill themselves. Them. They don't yeah. like, they don't make a show out of it. Like it's not breaking bad where Walter White constructs this big elaborate yeah. scheme to do the thing. It's oh, just, yeah. dude. But you know about the Petunia Clark thing, right? I mean, she, he was playing downtown by Petunia Clark. Well, now she's got like 
rankings are the that song's now jumping up on itunes it's jumping up on the charts i mean at least somebody benefited from the, the, the rankings huh no, the, rankings, the rankings yeah. where are you from the oh, rankings the, oh i don't know where uh adam sakosin writes dear alan and blake will you let blake answer this question blake <laughs> no all right there you go okay uh suzanne sherman writes dear alan and blake what are you doing for new year's eve um I was going to say I'm doing this crappy podcast, but this is New Year's Eve yeah, Eve. So, yeah. So we're Eve. a day early. Eve of the New Year's Eve. Um, I'm going to be, I'm going to be at an event you on are. New Year's Eve. You sure are. And, yeah. and then I'm going to go home. Right. And, and I mean, like we, we go through this every week, like, yeah. like we're not drinkers and partiers really. So it's not like I'm going to go out and do anything like that. We're so uncool. And I mean, I guess I'll probably try to watch some sports ball. There you go. Yeah. You know, I mean, well, I don't want to get into a big, long sports thing, but you know, UT had a terrible season. They were three and seven, but then they got a bowl game anyway, because there's not enough teams for the bowl games because of the Rona, but then they, but then they're not going to their bowl game because of the Rona. (laughs) So, so no bowl game for me. Uh, Clay Davis writes, dear Alan and Blake. What was the first firearm you ever discharged and who were you with at the time and how old were you? Oh. All right. Did Blake, do you want to take answer that? Sure, one? I was a Boy Scout. Oh, you were a Boy Scout. Actually, I was a Weeblow. Do you know what the Weeblows are? That Weeblows are right between the Cub Scouts and the Boy Scouts. There's that little section there called Weeblows. And uh we actually went for our hunting and rifling badges. I was probably eleven, maybe twelve. And it was a, me and my whole boy, little Boy Scout troop. We went out to a gun uh-huh. range. It was done by the police down in Dade County, Florida. And we got to shoot these little rifle thingies. That, I guess there were a little twenty-two cartridge in there. And you just mm-hmm. bolt action. Just, you know, it wasn't okay. bad, but hey, it was a lot of fun. All right. You know, I don't think I want to be associated with an organization called We Blow. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> um, so oh, I wow. was about, I guess I was probably about seven Oh, okay. And it was a it was a three fifty seven Magnum revolver. Seven year old. Yes. Was there a video of this? I learned to shoot <laughs> with a three fifty seven revolver Gosh. when I was like seven. Did you drop it? And it, no, I didn't. Wow. And it was and, and it was my dad. My dad took me and my brother out to the rock quarry. Here you go, boy. Hold because we don't. Tight. We don't pay money to go to shooting ranges like losers. We money. just go out to the rock quarry. Hey, I got go out a badge to the rock quarry, it, man. A badge. That's pretty cool. You got a wee blow badge. Yes, you did. So we we went out to the rock quarry. He handed me a three fifty seven and said, "Do what you got to do." And, and, and there, <laughs> and there you go. That's. So there, there's the answer. Clay, I feel like, is getting information about us he maybe didn't want. Uh, Jonathan Carranza writes, Dear Alan and Blake, what do you plan to do with your $600? Yay. Well, it might end up being $2,000. Well, but right now it's $600. We're going to actually talk about that some in the next segment. Yes. But we'll go ahead and knock this out. So what are okay. you going to do with your MAGA bucks? My MAGA bucks, I don't know. Don't know? It's not enough to pay the water bills. Um, I'm going to go out to the rock quarry uh-huh. and do what I got to do. Uh, Bob Smiley writes, dear Alan and Blake, what do y'all believe? And he says, y'all, by the way, y'all. what do y'all believe a proper size serving of bacon is? Um, well, uh, pro- I mean, proper would be as much as you can eat. Yeah. 
of I mean, bacon. And, and more. But it's but it's got to be crispy. So yes. we had a little bit of conjecture about this, I think. Like, I think we had a viewer mail maybe a few months ago where somehow bacon came up. Yeah. And there was people in the chat arguing, because that's what my fans do. Oh, they yeah. just yell at each other. They were arguing about whether or not you should have crispy bacon or like, I guess. Chewy bacon. Gay bacon. Chewy. Lo- loser Loser bacon. Limp. Because that's what it is. Right. There's only, there's really only two types of bacon. There's mm-hmm. crispy bacon and there's just live pig. Yeah. That's the only two. <laughs> and I don't want to eat a live pig, so I'll, I'll take crispy bacon. <laughs> you know, the irony there is, is that I actually love like steak to be rare. Yeah. I love, dude, I, I want it like bloody. Okay. But bacon needs to be crispy. Okay. Well, I, I can, I can understand that. And, and as I'm sitting here describing this in graphic detail and I see myself on the monitor, uh-huh. I realize, and now you know that. Yeah. And that's just now a thing you know about me. <laughs> this show isn't even about anything anymore. No, Have you noticed about, that? Yeah. But Have you noticed that the show like, used to be like about things. subjects yeah. and now it's just not about? No. And, but it's not Seinfeld. It's not, like, right. it's not that it's a show about nothing. It's right. just nothing. It's, it's, just, it's not a show. It's just right. nothing. It's just nothing. Um. I think what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get our fans to send uh-huh. us more stuff to eat. Yeah. Not insane chips. Right. Just kill us. something. Yeah. We had something salty last time. I think uh, it's yeah. time for something sweet. Look, I ain't eating no bugs. I don't know, man. If someone sent us like actual like deli, deli, you know, bugs, I think we should eat them. Not going to do By it. we, I mean you. No. But I, that's what I mean. I mean you. No sheep eyeballs. Uh, Rachel Watson Kennerly asks, dear Alan and Blake, were you successful in your super spreading endeavors over Christmas holiday, or do we need to wait two weeks before the carnage materializes? Now I know Rachel is joking, but we actually had a big event back in March when all this stuff was kicking off. We did. It was our, it was our 2020 live special here. It was episode 100. That's right. And in all, every living libertarian, so that's 17 people and then their friends and family were all here in attendance. And to my knowledge, most people lived. Yeah, most. Yeah. We lived. That's the most important thing so that we can get to episode 150. That's right. By the way, that's March 20th. It is. March 20th of next year is episode 150 live here at the studio. That's right. Everyone's invited to attend. (laughs) Um, we have, we, you, so actually we have our website, so you can just go to alamosley.tv and click on the link at the bottom where it says to attend the live show. And there you go. Very good. It's so good that we have all that stuff made. Yeah. So you can actually thank Rob, the sorcerer, yeah. yes. for getting all of our Jesus. stuff done. Absolutely. Because I can't do it, and Blake won't do it. So, <laughs> Wait, so Rob did either. do it. <laughs> Rob can. So. That's that's the three crew members of the show is Definitely. can't, won't, and did. <laughs> and and did isn't even on the show. <laughs> I know. Can't and won't are the people on the program. Um. Sherry Voluntary writes, Dear Alan and Blake, are angels dead babies? <laughs> so, so I think dead babies are angels, but angels are not necessarily dead babies. They could just have been dead other people that were not babies when they died. But unless you're one of these people that thinks that the baby didn't have time to accept Jesus into his heart, so they actually all go to purgatory... You know what I'm saying? Like, aren't, so, so all the aborted fetuses, if you go to purgatory, you'll know your, this is how you'll know. 
You'll know you're in purgatory if you're literally swimming in a sea of fetuses. <laughs> it's a good thing we're on the last question. Jeff Johnson writes, Dear Alan and Blake, why do people in Nashville hate RVs so much? Um, they don't. It was, it was, a, I already explained this. It was a big, it was just a big misunderstanding, but we, I don't even know why I bothered answering that question because right now everyone's thinking about swimming through aborted fetuses and you're trying to breathe. It's like, I, I'd imagine the consistency is more like quicksand than it is like water. Like gel. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. RVs. And, and so again, we're right back full circle to what is this show about? You know, sometimes I get comments, by the way. I know now we're over and it's your fault because you're a terrible producer and we're over time. But now I'm going to go on another quick rant. Sometimes people in the chat, when we premiere yes. the episodes, yes. Wednesday nights at nine uh -huh. Eastern, sometimes people will actually write in the chat, what's going on here? <laughs> And the answer is you just have to stay tuned. Like I feel I, what I hope happens, this is how you can tell whether or not this program is successful. It's unsuccessful if people say, what's going on here? And then turn it off. It's successful if people say, what's going on here? And then and keep, keep watching. watching. <laughs> yes, sir. We will be right back after this break. Don't go away. Your ad could be playing right now, reaching thousands of potential customers. Sadly, it's not, but it could be. Find out how to be an advertised sponsor for It's Too Late with Alan Mosley. Email us at info at alanmosley.tv. Did you, did you see that we actually fixed the commercial? Yeah, we did. That's yeah. it. It only took us like four know. months yeah. from the time that we changed to the new site yeah. to mm -hmm. now. Granted, it still needs some tweaking, but it's getting better. I wonder if there was anybody that emailed that address saying, I, I really like this show. Yeah, How's it, a million dollars sound? I, it'd be great. I mean, and, it, and it got kicked back and they said, well, I guess they just don't want my money's no good. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a shame. People really should go ahead and email us their ad and we'll if that, a little feed. We'll play it and great. If you know? that did happen, it yeah. really is a shame. Yeah, it really, it really, it really yeah, is. No, it, is. <laughs> it really is. So there you go. So um, stimulus bill. Uh, so we're, we're going to dig into this a little bit. We're going to talk. So we're going to reference an article from The Hill uh, that talks about the stimulus bill. So it says Congress's 5,593-page Porgy Relief Bill is essence of the swamp. I love how they call it Porgy. Essence. The essence. Yes. The essence of the swamp. Um, yeah. So, so as you might recall, when they passed the stimulus bill back, what was it like the first, somewhere like first of April, something like yeah, that? Yeah, something like that. So, so when they passed the first stimulus bill, we on this very program talked about, look at the massive amount of special interest pork. Look at all the handouts that people are getting. Oh, and it was and, rich. and while it would be better that they didn't just print and inflate the currency to pass these ridiculous bills at all, if you're going to have the bill and there's nothing I could do to stop it, then I would prefer that dollar amount go to 
folks right. rather than Absolutely. go to a bunch of special interests and in, in companies. Yeah. And, but of course, you know, you can kind of do the basic math and show, well, if the stimulus bill is, you know, whatever, $900 billion and you just divided that amongst, you know, what are 300 million people, you know, everybody should be getting several grand, but of course they're not. Exactly. They're only going to get $600. And the answer for that is, is of course it's, I think the way I'd put it, it's like four out of every $5 is special interest money. Exactly. And then, and then that, that remaining dollar out of five is like, okay, you 300 million people fight over that last dollar. That's how the, that's a quick way of looking at it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, we're going to, we're going to, I know some people have already done this, but you know, screw you guys. It's a weekly show. and We didn't do Christmas. I, I'm sorry. So we're, we're going to, we're going to look into it. So before I get into this long random list of, of exhibits of, of all the pork, and this is, by the way, this is not a comprehensive list. This is just a short list of them. There's one, there's one in particular I want to bring up. Okay. You might remember from the episode we did on this before we talked about the Kennedy center. Yeah. Remember we talked about the Kennedy Center and how they got like whatever it was, like forty or fifty million dollars. Yeah. And 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 so that was one of the special interests that got money. Okay, whatever. Fast forward to now. Before the bill came out where the public could read it, Uh I had actually messaged our friend Michael Clark, who's been on this program before, and I had said, you know, I wonder if the Kennedy Center will get some more. Okay. Just, just cause it was just one of those things where like it popped into the back of my head of, I remember that that was one of the cronies that got mm-hmm. the handout last time. And then I got curious. I was like, I wonder what their operating budget is. And so I, and so I actually did a little digging and I found out, so the Kennedy center's annual budget is $37 million, okay. which by the way, that seems high for what the Kennedy center is, but not going to go there. It's $37 million. And so they had gotten something like 40 or $50 million in the last stimulus. Okay. And so, okay. So they, so they're closed and, and they're, and they, they're listed on their site as a public private partnership. They're a 501 C three, they're tax exempt and, and, and all public private ever means write this down. All public private ever means is that on the private end, they can make money and keep it. And on the public end, if they need money, the government will bail them out. That's all public-private ever means. And that's what they are. So the point being is, is that they've got their budget paid for no matter what happens, whether they're able to host any live events, whether they don't, whether they have any annual fundraisers, whether they don't, whether they sell tickets or not, Mm -hmm. budget's paid for, everyone's going to be fine. Also, I'd like to add, by the way, they still laid off some of their staff. Wow. So even though their budget was totally guaranteed by the feds, okay. they still laid people off, That's which true. then makes you wonder, well, then where's the money going to go? Exactly. It's going into somebody's pocket. Right. But that being neither here nor there. I was like, you know, I wonder if they'll get another round. Uh-huh. They shouldn't, right? Because right. they should have never gotten any of them. Right. But they shouldn't get another round because, well, if their annual operating budget is like $37 million and they've already gotten like $40 million from the first stimulus, right. then it's not like... Like for, like if it were you or me and we lost say half of our income to lockdowns, but not to the virus, to lockdowns. And then they gave us enough money to cover like half of that. Right. So it's not like, it's not a one-to-one translation. We're not getting, we're not getting reimbursed for what we lost. We're just getting a little bit so that we don't totally go bankrupt. Exactly. That's not what they got. They didn't get a little bit of cash to get by for six months. They got their whole budget just paid off. 
Okay. Sure enough, the Kennedy Center is in the new bill too, and they're getting another $50 million. Wow. And the reason why that really just jumps out, it's just one example amongst many, but the reason why that really jumps out at me is it just goes to show that for the politically connected for the, for the people who stand to benefit most when, when the spigot is turned on and the money printer is the press is printing money, they're not just, they're not just getting by. It actually pays Mm -hmm. to be shut down for them. Yeah. They're actually getting their operating budget and then their operating budget again. And then like another 10 or $15 million for their troubles by being shut down as opposed to a regular year where they're just open and their budget's 37 and they want to make 37. Jeez. No, they made, they made a hundred million dollars this year being closed. That's crazy. And so, and, and again, while I'm against handouts and, and, and stimulus and government spending, cause I don't, I mean, I'm an anarchist. I'm against all, I don't want there to be a government. Right. Uh, I'm against all of that. But if you're going to spend the money, why are we giving a hundred million dollars over two checks to the Kennedy Center, who is not suffering in the slightest, right. while you, Joe Schmoes, who are being ordered to shut your businesses down, here's $600. That, that, that ought to get you by, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's like the John putting the $600 on the nightstand. So there you go. Thanks a lot, honey. That's, yeah. that's what it feels like. Yeah. But that's my little rant about the Kennedy Center. Let's continue. Exhibit A, of the funds appropriated under Title III of the Act that are made available for assistance to Pakistan, everyone's heard this one already, not less than 15 million shall be made available for democracy programs and not less than 10 million shall be made available for gender programs. $10 million for gender programs in Pakistan, $15 million for democracy programs. I don't we could make a whole episode about just that line. Sure could. But I can promise you folks, this has practically nothing to do with gender programs in Pakistan. It has everything to do with some special interests getting paid or some money being set aside for regime change. That's what that means. Democracy programs. If the United States, the empire that is, is setting aside millions of dollars for democracy programs in another sovereign nation Uh whose business is none of theirs. It's because they want to get involved. That's all that, that's all that is. And, 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 and of course the layman would say, what does that have to do with, with the Rona relief? What does that have to do with anything? Why does, and, and I know that there's a bunch of pedants out there, by the way, that'll Uh say these are different bills, that one of these is the omnibus spending bill and the other one is the coronavirus relief package, but they combine them into one. Then that's how they vote on them in Congress. So you don't get that excuse. You don't get that excuse. If they, if they, if they combine all that into one, what was it? 5,500 page monstrosity and congressmen have no chance to read it. And they're told, all right, we're going to vote on it tonight. Here's what I want you to say. Dude, no, it's one bill. Uh So no, you're not going to get to excuse it by saying, well, one's for one. No, 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 no. It's one bill. It should have been a big fat no. Exhibit B. Funds for, quote, resource study of the Springfield, Illinois race riot. They're setting aside money to do a study on Uh the race riot in Springfield, Illinois. That happened in the year 1908. 
What? They're setting aside money to do a study on the race riot of Springville, Illinois in 1908. Okay, so they're not talking about what just happened this last year. They're talking No, about they're not talking about they're not talking about any of the George Floyd stuff. They're talking about the race riots of 1908. That's pork. Wow. Exhibit C. This is actually my favorite one. Statement of policy regarding the succession or reincarnation of the Dalai Lama. What? This is, this is actually beautiful. This is, this is what this is. If you're wondering, what is that? What this is, is that this is the United States, the the state Uh as an official entity having an official state policy on their view of the succession or reincarnation of the Dalai Lama. And so basically what that is, is it's kind of a salvo towards China. It's like, you know, it's, it's a little bit social justice of, well, this is, this is what we think about, you know, the, the, the Dalai Lama. And so we're sending a signal to China that we have an official state position on, on that. Okay. And, and again, why, <laughs> what does that have to do with the coronavirus stimulus? Nothing. <laughs> what does that got to do with anything? Exhibit D. There's actually a commission tasked with educating, quote, consumers about the dangers associated with using or storing portable fuel containers or flammable liquids near an open flame. Uh, So this is, this is, this is like typical Washington swamp is if there's a thing and anyone in the room thinks that anything should be done about the thing, uh the first thing you have to do is establish a commission. That's right. That's the first thing you got to do. Then we'll, then we'll let the commission decide what should be done about the thing. Right. So they're establishing a commission on educating consumers about the dangers associated with using or storing portable fuel containers near open flames. Hey, Billy, don't put that by the fire over there. You're going to blow something up. I feel like you knocked your tooth out on purpose just for this episode. (laughs) Exhibit E. Another $40 million for the Kennedy Center. There you go. Oh, there you go. Uh, oh, so it actually hasn't here. So they got $25 million last time. They're getting $40 million this time. And the Kennedy Center is still closed. Okay. What, is, um, what the hell does that thing do? Well, it's the Kennedy Center. Wait, you know, they, oh, they put on perform- okay. Yeah, the performances and all that. It's a theater. Yeah, you should know that. You're like a studio guy. I don't care. I've never been to. You ever heard like the Kennedy Center Honors where they. Who cares? Kennedy. Just if you don't know something, you should not interrupt me. Kennedy. To tell the audience. Let me. No, 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 no. You move your mouth and I'll translate for you what you're saying. For folks at home, what Blake is saying is, is I don't know what this is. I haven't looked at any of the show notes before now, but I'm going to interrupt Alan anyway. That's what he's saying. (laughs) Exhibits F, G, H, I, and J. $86 million for assistance to Cambodia. $130 million for Nepal. $135 million for Burma. $453 453 million to Ukraine and 700 million to the Sudan. Wow. Um, by the, I know 700 million is the highest number, but I, I want to back to the Ukraine. Okay. I thought we all decided that Ukraine was run by neo Nazis. Like, remember back in the news, like six months ago or however it was, they were all talking about, oh, Ukraine, you know, we don't want to be tied to Ukraine because Ukraine's got a big neo Nazi movement. Mm-hmm. But but we're sending them $453 million. Maybe that's the money that Biden took. They're just giving it back. Uh, exhibit K, a bill to create a women's history museum and an American Latino museum as part of the Smithsonian. 
overall, the, the Smithsonian gets $1 billion. Wow. Wow is right. I mean, what Jeez. else can you even say? So the article goes on, the article stops right there. We're not going to go past exhibit K. It just says you get the idea. It's the oldest trick in Washington. Take a bill that is symbolic. Uh, it's, it's a symbolic bill, right? They call it, it's COVID relief. That's what it's known as. Yes. And it's overwhelmingly supported by the American people just on the title. Like, and, and I hate that. I wish we could educate more people on not doing this to federal government yeah. because they're going to give it to you good and hard as they say. But that being near here or there, there's a lot of people out there hurting. And if they get, if they catch wind that they might be able to get some free cash, yeah, they're going to support the bill. Yeah. So the overwhelming majority of the public are lining up waiting for this bill to pass. Mm -hmm. And so since they know that they have public support and since they have branded it as COVID relief, that makes it so easy for them to then make it into a 5,500 page monstrosity with every amount of swamp creature in the book that you can think of getting a check. Um, yeah, I mean, (laughs) just yikes. I I, want to give, I want to give a few more thoughts on that before we move on to the next segment. So some people have talked a little bit about Rand Paul versus AOC, Alexandria Uh Ocasio-Cortez and how this, the stimulus bill is just a perfect example of the difference between the two. Now I've had plenty of criticisms about Rand Paul on this program. I don't, I don't worship politicians. So if you're someone in our audience, that's like, Oh, I love Rand. He's great. He's, I love his dad. You're not going to get that here. However, I, I will give credit where credit is due Rand Paul. And he wasn't the only one, but he was one of the ones who had, who had tweeted out on social media and said, they, they literally just handed us the bill. It's 5,500 pages long. We're supposed to vote tonight. There's, I would vote no on it anyway, because I'm against the pork barrel spending regardless, but I would, but I would also just purely on principle vote against it because I'm not going to vote for a bill. I haven't read. Right. I I'm, I'm trying to be a responsible Senator or in AOC's case, a responsible representative. And to me, responsible governments mean governance means you read the bill before you sign it. Right. And so I haven't read it. Not going to vote for it. Right. Simple enough. Uh Uh-huh. AOC ironically said mostly the same thing. I'll give you one guess. Where do you think she said 90% of the same thing as he said? What do you think her one difference was? What's that? She said, they just handed us this bill. We got to vote on it tonight. This is irresponsible governance. I haven't had time to read this bill. No one has, but she voted for it anyway. Right. That right there tells you all you need to know about the difference between someone who's all in on government and the swamp and someone who at least tokenly believes in responsible governance is one person said, don't have time to read the bill. I won't vote for it. The other one said, don't have time to read the bill. Got to do what you got to do, right? I mean, I, I like, I know we're not surprised. Like we're, it's not, it's not like I'm like, no, not AOC. <laughs> like, but just the simple fact that she knows it's wrong. Yeah. She knows it's wrong. And she's one of, she's young. So she's one of this, these new wave Congress critters who gets into office and says, I'm going to be, I'm going to be different. I'm going to make change. And, and she has an opportunity, which by the way, the bill is going to pass anyway. Yeah. It passed easily. Yeah. So 
you could have, so the point being was from a political standpoint, you could have voted no and it wouldn't have mattered because it still would have passed. So if you wanted it to pass, you could have, your no vote could have been symbolic, but, and, and while I don't really care about symbolism in government, I care about X's and O's. I don't care about symbolism, but just the simple fact of if you're going to be AOC and you're going to make public statements about how no one's had a chance to read the bill and it's full of pork and this is not how Washington should function, then vote no. Right. She had that opportunity. Yeah. It was just handed to her on a silver platter and she still voted for it anyway, yep. which tells you all you need to know about mm-hmm. AOC. Yep. So we're going to talk a little bit more about this, about the potential change in the size of the checks and what it could mean for old cocaine Mitch in the Senate runoff. There we go. After the break. Don't go away. No, no, <clears throat> but you've ruined it. Oh, ruined come on. it. So you might have heard in the news more recently that now people are arguing over whether or not are we going to get six hundred dollar checks or are there going to be two thousand dollar checks? Ooh. President Trump. So we got to spend some time talking about yep. the Trumpster. You know his mm. his time's nearing an end. It is. It's nearing an end. It is. And he he w- went up to the podium, made this big grand public spectacle of talking about how some of the things we'd already mentioned. The bill is huge. It's loaded with pork, tons of foreign aid, tons of special interest. Um, If you're going to pass a bill with this much spending, then why would you only give such a small fraction of it to the American people? If you're going to have a bill and it's going to be based on COVID relief, and you're going to sell it as a stimulus package to people in business, then all of the money should be going to people in business. Right. It's great for him to say all that. And maybe it was a bit of a political maneuver to do it. And, and he ended it with, so I want the checks to be up to 2000. Let's push that from 600 up to $2,000 checks. Now, a couple of shenanigans that happened along the way. The first one being that when the, the house ultimately has voted on a, on a resolution to make $2,000 yeah. checks. Mm-hmm. However, Old cocaine Mitch, Mitch McConnell in the Senate has not allowed it to go to go to a vote yet. He's blocking it. Right. Now, this is an interesting thing for, for those out there who enjoy politics, who enjoy the theater of it all. Here's, here's a few things to consider. So the first thing is, is that it's, it's easy to sell people on, well, do you want $2,000? Sure. It's easy to sell people on, but Cocaine Mitch over here, Mitch McConnell, uh, Senate Majority Leader, yeah. f- for now, for now. <laughs> um, is saying, well, that's irresponsible. We can't just be doling out money. But that's so strange because yeah. what I don't understand is, is that if you were against the bill 
to begin with uh-huh. and you voted no and you're still against it today with it being even more money and you still vote no. I understand that. Yeah. If you were against the bill at first and you voted no because you didn't think it was enough money to people. Uh-huh. And then if there was a chance to raise it so that there's more money to people, if that was your caveat, I'm yeah. not saying this is right, by the way, right. I'm saying, but if this describes you, yeah. if your caveat was it should be a bigger stimulus to people. Uh-huh. And then when they raise it to 2000, you vote. Yes. Uh-huh. I can understand that. Right. Cause I can understand that that's your issue. And so you're voting on that issue. Right. But what I could never understand is voting yes on the original bill with all of that pork barrel right. spending, all of that special <laughs> interest garbage. But then when there's an opportunity to give more money to just regular people, yeah. God forbid more money to regular people and you redline some of the uh-huh. crap pork to say no. Yeah. No to that, but yes to everything else. He's crazy. That just, that just seems like a politically poor decision. It does. It seems very unpopular. If you were, I guess the point being is for folks at home, if you're going to draw a line in the sand and say, I'm against inflating our currency, I'm against handouts, I'm no, I'm a hard no then you should have been no from the first moment right. to the last. That's right. If you were yes at first and uh-huh. no now, you have no credibility. Exactly. So that's number one. Right. Number two, as you may recall, there's this old Senate runoff down in the state of Georgia. Oh, yeah. And the balance of the Senate may very well hang <laughs> in the balance of that runoff in wow. the state of Georgia. It seems to me like Mitch McConnell is going to have a lot of pressure on him politically. Uh-huh coming from the left and the right, maybe yeah. even more so from the right, right, to cave on this and just let it go to a vote, pass it, get $2,000 checks. I'm not necessarily saying I'm ready to say that's what my prediction is. Like, you know, go ahead and yeah. get your scratch offs ready because you're going to get $2,000. It's 600 right now. Uh-huh. And I think they've actually already started sending out checks. They supposedly have. But there's a chance it could be up to 2000 based purely on the fact that Look, Republicans don't want to lose the Senate. That's right. And if they do something incredibly unpopular right now, <laughs> That's right. that might make it very much more likely they lose that run that you runoff bet. in Georgia. And hey, I've heard <clears throat> that Georgia's uh, pretty heavy in the Democrat voting. Bracket. Well, which by the way, well, it's, it's tons of Republicans, but by the way, I, the, the opposite is not necessarily true either. Right. Just because they just start handing out free money, just uh-huh. because the GOP starts making it rain. That doesn't mean they'll win the Senate runoff. Yeah, that's true. Because the type of people who are only concerned with what the government can pay them are not necessarily going to vote Republican. Exactly. They might be voting Democrat anyway. Yeah. So I'm not saying that it necessarily will determine flat out what the checks will be or who's going to win the Senate runoff. Right. I'm just simply saying that it's, those are the type, that's what politics is. Yeah. Like those are the types of games that get played. Like you see the, you see people all the time. And this is the last thing I kind of want to end with before we take our final break. You see people all the time that will make these, these pie in the sky statements like, well, why can't it just be a simple bill? Why can't it just be the checks for people bill? And here's the checks, vote on it, done, move on to the next thing. 
That's not how Washington works. Never the way Washington works is, is you get these massive bills together because you try to, you, you try to tie in as many different pet projects as you can into one bill because you want to pass them. Right. It may, cause if I, if there's the give Alan Mosley a million dollars bill and it's not very popular, it's pretty popular with me, yeah. not too popular with everybody else. Right. I don't have the traction. I can't get it passed. Right. But if we can just make that part of the stimulus bill, uh -huh. it's just one line in that 5,500 pages, yep. then people may not really want that one, but they feel compelled to vote for the bill because uh -huh. it's the bill. Yeah. That's how Washington works. Uh -huh. and, and the last thing too, by the way, and this is something Justin and Mosh had touched on, is that a lot of people lash out at random Congress people. Like someone could write a Thomas Massey or a Justin Amash and say, well, what are you doing? What are you doing to fix this? Why don't you go on to the house floor and say, well, I want to amend this bill. I want to make X, Y, and Z changes. Let's vote. Yeah. That's the way a lot of people think that Congress works. And it's, this, this is why I'm an anarchist. On paper, that's how Congress works. You have your body of representatives. They, they come to the chambers. Mm -hmm. they, something is brought to the floor. It's brought to the floor for discussion. It's brought to the floor for debate. Mm -hmm. And then amendments can be proposed and voted on. And then after it's been, because that's what legislating is. Yeah. And after a bill has been legislated to a point where everyone has had a chance to break it down, discuss it, take it line by line, mm -hmm. then you have a final form and then that goes to a vote. Right. On paper, that's how this works. Folks, that hasn't been how it's worked for a long time. Mm -hmm. It's been a long time since Congress really worked that way, but if yeah. you want to be quite literal in the sense of allowing individual representatives to take the floor, debate, suggest amendments, yada, 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 mm -hmm. I think, I think Amash said it was something like, something like two or four years now, something like May of 2016 or May of 2018 was something, something like that was the last time that the Speaker of the House brought something to the floor for debate and for proposals of amendments. Wow. That has been, it's been, it's been a few years since huh. the legislature met to legislate. Right. In, 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 if you're well, what have they been doing since then? Since that time for the last several years, the only thing they've been doing is the party leaders decide on the bill. And then the special interest writes your omnibus bill. That's, you know, like, stacked this high on your table. And then, then when all of that's done, they decide what the bill's going to entail. They have their cronies write it up and then they go to the house and say, all right, vote yes or no. That's all your representative. So your representative, your representative at home, wherever you live, if you're hearing my voice, they have about as much say on things as you do. Yep. That's the real thing. If you're, if you're not a party leader, you really just don't have any say. Right. Now I could, I could say that, well, then the answer is you should just vote no on everything. Be Ron Paul. If that's how they're going to do it, vote no on everything. Well, Rand Paul did. AOC didn't, uh -huh. but you know what? Most didn't. Most didn't. And that includes Democrats and Republicans. This isn't just a partisan thing. The overwhelming majority of people on both sides of the aisle are content to just be given a bill and vote yay or nay. 
and not really represent, not really legislate. That's why it's broken. That's another reason I'm an anarchist. We got to, we got to make a little graphic for that's another reason I'm an anarchist. We're going to take our final break. Don't go away. Like our Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash TV. You can follow me on Twitter. It's twitter.com at TV. Subscribe to our YouTube page. It's youtube.com slash TV. We're also on Parlor, Parlor at Alan Mosley, as well as our website is now up. Yeah. So, so we can go back to doing what we used to do where we say you don't have to do any of that. You can just go to our website. Website is alanmosley.tv. You can't you can't get it wrong. It's that easy. Alanmosley.tv, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will see you next week.